This is Michelle, your Chief Hope Builder. If you're here, it's because you have a loved one in addiction and you want to find hope. Well, you're in the right place. We will help you go from havoc to hope. Follow along with us for 30 days in the book, Unhackable Moms of Addicted Loved Ones. This is a series. Each episode will include an interview with one of the moms who helped write the book. You'll hear parts of their stories and how they found peace and calm in their lives. Subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode. The link to buy the book and to join our tribe are in the show notes. Let's get started. Thanks for joining. Hey, it's Michelle, your Chief Hope Builder. (laughs) Today I have Brooke with me, and we are talking about the third part in the book, Unhackable, Deliberate Mom Focus. So for this part of the book, we're just going to be talking about how to focus on you moms. And um, this day, this filter, today's um, immediate, I guess, um, focus is on urgency, creating your space. Deadlines refine the mind. They remove variables like exotic materials and processes that take too long. The closer the deadline, the more likely you'll start thinking way outside the box. Adam Savage. So um, yeah, in this, in this day, we're talking about setting a goal. And I'm sure you've all set a goal. Brooke's going to talk about one that she had a while back. And, and in thinking about what's my deadline, right? Like moms want to set new boundaries. When is enough enough, right? So when are you going to say, by X date, I am going to do Y. So hi, Brooke. Thanks for coming with to talk about this day today with us. Appreciate you being here. Thank you for having me, Michelle. And she's holding her sweet, sweet poochie, and he's just snuggling up to her. I love that. So calming. When my dogs sit in my lap, they're just so squirmy. And the the younger one just licks me all over my face. Like I get so grossed out. Anyway, so (laughs) it's sweet, sweet to see that, Brooke. So talk to me about um, back when you were writing and contributing to this day, you were in a job. Want to talk about that and where you were? Sure. I work for um, Medicaid and I work for a private insurer who administers Medicaid. I was doing a job as a community health worker where I was going into homes to see people and then COVID hit. So we were basically just trying to make phone calls and nobody was ever home. So it was very unfulfilled and not making a whole lot of money. So I set my goal that I was gonna go into marketing or go into something that felt a little better for me. Started pursuing that goal in November of last year, I was given a position as a community engagement coordinator. So now I organize community events and work with provider offices, which is doctor's offices to bring in people to get well screens. So good promotion for me. Oh, wow. So you're in front of the public a lot too. I am. That yes. and, and your community. I would find that really rewarding too. I would really enjoy that. I can see, I can see why you wanted. 
But what's interesting is in here, in the back of this day, I was reading and you wanted to have this new job by February of 2022. Like you just had a date and I might have just pinned you in there and said, give me a date. Yeah. And, and maybe you dropped it out of thin air. I don't know. But it sounds like you you made this goal. I made the goal. I interviewed and was turned down the first time. And then six weeks later, I was given another opportunity to interview and I was given the job. Wow, that's great. You didn't give up. So I love it. Yeah, I think, I don't, I don't know about you moms who are listening, but if, if I say something like, well, I want to do this. And I had somebody in the wing saying, really, when do you want to do it by? It's a little intimidating. It's like you feel, oh, I don't want to say because then I have to be accountable. Like then I have to make sure that I do it by that day. But if you think about it, if it's something you really, really want to do, wouldn't it make sense to give yourself a deadline? Because if you just keep saying, I want to do, I want to do, it's not going to happen unless, well, it might, but what are the odds, right? Like not as great as if you say, you know, give it a deadline. So has there ever been a time in your life where um, you could apply this to um, something else? Does anything else come to mind? I did have timelines for my son when I said he's going, he needs to move out because his use of substances was getting worse and worse. So I sat with my husband and we came up with a time. He can sign a contract with us. If he breaks that contract, we will give him two weeks and he has to be gone. So yeah, that, that was a deadline that was a lot less pleasant than finding a job. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cause you, we can make the deadlines, but then with, with family like that, then you have to follow through. So who helped you through with, with, you know, following through with your boundary? Like, was there somebody there for you to give you support? There was, I have a sponsor because I've participated in Al-Anon for a long time. So I've had the same sponsor for probably 15 years. That's, I'm guessing at that, but so she is very good to hold my feet to the fire and say, well, this is what we said we were going to do. My husband by that time was extremely good at saying, I've had enough. We've had enough. Our house has had enough. And then I had my grandson to think of. So that put more heat on me because his safety became a lot more important than anything else. Yeah. You valued that. Well, and it's not that you value, don't value your son. It's just that there were other things that were important and you can't control him. So you were saying, I still love you, but you broke the rules. So here's the consequences. And, and I think that's the hardest part. Uh, it, at least it was for me is letting my son take the consequences for so much of, of what he did, because I felt like he wasn't a criminal. He was sick and he, he was ill and needed to get well. And so it didn't make sense that he go to jail. It didn't make sense that he would lose his job because he was still the same person. And so it was hard for me to sort through um, the law versus him being ill. I, I don't know. It, it, it was hard. It was hard. I, I set those boundaries too. 
Um, I probably wasn't as good at it as, as you, but, um, he wasn't living with us. So in that respect, it was easier. And like, like Brooke, I have grandchildren. So I was all about protecting them too, you know, all about their safety. Um, so, but in this day, we also talk about, even if we're not talking about the boundaries, like we talk about your boon and your boon is that thing, that, that desire that you want to do something with your life. Um, and when we have a why, when we know why we're doing what we do, it kind of drives us, but we also have imposter syndrome sometimes. So when I started, you know, the book, when I wrote the book, mom's letting go, everybody was like, you need to start a membership. And I was so afraid. I thought, well, who am I? I'm not a therapist. I'm not a doctor. I'm not, you know, so you start thinking of all the reasons not to, but once I finally gave myself a deadline, I'm going to do this by this date. Then it was like, you know, gotta do it. (laughs) Gotta do it. Gotta follow through. Um, (laughs) yeah, yeah. And you have too, with many different things. Um, so moms, if you're listening, you know, think about what is it that you want to do and take a step toward that. And then even if you don't tell anybody what that deadline is, write it down somewhere. Do you have any other suggestions for them, uh, Brooke? You have a great idea to write it down and keep the date somewhere just so that you at least hold yourself accountable. But I do feel like if you tell another human, it pushes you to do more. It does. Yeah, it does. And if you're going to share it, share it with somebody who understands you, that isn't judging you, that um, isn't going to um, scold you if you don't follow through, but maybe who's going to be a truth teller into your life saying, what happened? You know, what, what stopped you from getting it, deciding that you weren't going to do it? How can I help you um, unlock you? You know, how can I bring you more confidence? Find a friend who can do that to you. You know, not somebody who's going to um, scold you or should you, S-H-O-U-L-D. Yeah, you should have done this Um, because having a deadline really makes a difference. So look at at the um, action steps at at the end of this day. It's a short, it's a short day. Um, You have two challenges, build your list of boundaries and deadlines for your addicted loved one. And next, choose the deadline for attaining your boon, including your motivation. What is your urgency? Like, why is it that you have to do this soon? For me, it was always, oh my gosh, I'm getting old. I need to hurry up and do this because I'm not getting any younger. So what about you, Brooke? Do you ever think about urgency and what motivates you? Well, getting old certainly does motivate me. Yes. Yeah, because we're it's like, you know, you see other people on TV and they're like obituary at my age. And I'm like, what? Like I just have so much work to do. So um yeah, I'm gonna I'm going to um I'm gonna say something right here as far as the deadline. So I keep saying I want to write the screenplay, right? And I haven't really told anybody yet but I started outlining it and I have about Mm -hmm. 25 scenes written. Well, not written, but just it's an outline. So when you write a screenplay, you have to, 
you have to um, outline everything first. It's very different. Well, not that different than a novel as far as having an outline really helps you then just go to town. And um, we're going on a cruise in February. And I'm going to write two hours every day. I've already said that on the cruise. I'm going to be, I want to have my outline done before the cruise in February so that when I get on the cruise, I can start going to town. So that's, I'm saying that out loud, folks. You can hold me, hold me to the candle. <laughs> I think that's great. I remember your deadlines on the book, how you would set a deadline and get there. Yeah, it really helps. It really does. But it also, um, it's scary, you know, because it's like, well, what if I don't? Well, let's go through that. What if you don't? Like, what if you, have you ever created a deadline and not met it? Sure. We're human, right? So um, give yourself grace and then write down another deadline. So, but don't stop. And um any, any parting words? Did, did you want to share anything else, Brooke? I don't really have anything else to share. I love this chapter. Yeah. What, what made you like it? Several things that you said in the beginning of the chapter, I underlined before you can expect your addicted loved one to change, you must focus on how you can change. Yes, 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 yes. Realizing the difficulty of change and that we have no control over them. So the best thing to do is master the art of listening and staying calm. Mm. That's a big one. It's hard to stay calm when you're watching somebody you love so much destroy their life. So true. So, so true. I had a mom write to me today and she said, you know, she's just really struggling because her son came over and she fixed him a meal. And then she felt guilty that maybe that's enabling because he has no interest in getting help. And she feels like he has a mental health disorder. And I wrote her back and I said, I'm so sorry that you felt like that's enabling. You know what? You were loving your child. There's nothing wrong with that. And if we stop thinking about that dang word enabling, right. And how much moms feel ashamed of enabling their, their children and instead, think of how can I change so that I can help understand my loved one? Like just that little tweak um, makes such a big difference um, because I was really bullied, stubborn about this is Ryan's problem, it's not mine. And how dare somebody even insinuate that it's because I'm enabling or you know, I, I would get really defensive about it. And then I thought, wait, this is my family. I need to put a stake in the ground. I need to say, okay, wait, what can I change? And, you know, I think I shared with Brooke before my daughter-in-law says she knows almost that exact moment where she felt like I became a team member instead of judging and shaming her. It's huge. So anyway, thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. In one place you say, keep telling yourself, my child gets to choose. I think there's dignity and choice. And yeah. so if we feel like we have the power to change their choices, we tend to not respect them. They get to choose. Yeah. I'm, Boy, scared. I'm scared for him. I'm terrified of what may happen, but I can't make choices for him. 
No, darn. Yeah. And then there's that part where there's the mental health part and we're like, but are they capable of making that choice right now? Right. Yeah. And that's the gray area for me. It's very gray. I think like for Ryan and his wife, like because they're on the other side of it, they can look back and say, yeah, the only person that could do the work mom is me. Yeah. But at the time, your your whole vision was so foggy that you couldn't even see yourself the way other people saw you. So anyway, yeah, it's it's a difficult place to be. But moms, we're here to bring you hope. And next, our next day is going to be agency. Choose your inputs, day 14. And we're going to talk about what are you putting into your life? Because what you bring in you give out. And it's so important to choose those inputs. So stay tuned for our next one. And and Brooke, thanks again for being here. And I look forward to having you on the show again soon. <laughs> Thank you, Michelle. God bless. Bye. Bye-bye.